The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs and business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're also giving back to the community, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking to make the most of yourself and your business, then you will want to stay tuned for the next hour. Here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com and CC1Consulting.com, and I'm delighted to be back with you again for yet another week. And today we're going to talk about the golden boy and the headhunters, which uh, I believe me is a, a fascinating story with my guest Simon Steenholm and, and take some real inspiration from Simon's story and learning. Before we talk about that, I'd like to uh, firstly say that um, a thank you to my guest last week, uh, Simon Drury and Steve Bernard, were talking to me about how to avoid the pitfalls from collaboration. And I think that show followed on beautifully from the show with Marshall Thurber, uh, who, was, uh, who was talking about this kind of change in, in um, consciousness and, and, and the need to collaborate, how the world is collaborating more. Um, I'm also delighted to mention that I'll be featuring in a new venture. It's called um, ibigo.com, and that will give the opportunity to um, watch some videos, which I'll be sharing online, and uh, you'll be able to access those, those videos and hear about uh, my thoughts on some of the shows and also about things that can help you to develop yourself to be more successful in your business and your career. And so that's called ivigo.com. And I'm delighted to say that my guest today is actually the founder of ivigo.com. So are you, like me, fascinated by the secrets of people who go out there and achieve exceptional results? You know, I'm always interested in that, why some people struggle and others achieve really amazing results. And also I think it's interesting that you know, our school systems – don't necessarily accept and support people who are really quirky and unconventional. You know, those people then leave and some of them go on and just achieve the most exceptional results and leave their their teachers who doubted them uh, looking foolish. And my guest today, Simon Steenholm, was dyslexic. He was behind in school. He saw no future for himself. However, at 22, he had made his first million And that was due to his bravery, his quirkiness, and being unconventional. He went from shipping to kitchen decor, bathrooms, solariums, swing pools, shares and currencies, houses and buildings. And I should say, I'm not sure we'll ask Simon whether that's million pounds or million dollars. um, Because I realize in some currencies, a million might not be a lot. It might not be a lot, but in the UK, a million pounds is a nice uh, size of money. But everything um, from then on just turned to gold for him. And uh, he had success after, after success until the age of 32 when his health actually hit rock bottom. So what he did was he sold everything and he ran away to travel the world for three years. He landed in Borneo uh, at some time 
I think after the three years, he landed in Borneo and he stayed in the jungle with the Iban people. And he stayed there for eight years. And he left with a, a son and he left as a completely different person. He then became a keynote speaker. He started laughter clubs and quit smoking courses. These are in his home country of, of Denmark. He set up the Mind Fitness Center. And unfortunately, I think that was his first failure because he lost everything he owned, he said, uh, during that spell. So he went back to Malaysia. He set up a travel company to bring Scandinavian tourists to Borneo and had another big success. However, his love was all, always personal development. And by that time, the idea of a Mind Fitness Center popped up again. Uh, this time by the internet uh, with ivygo.com and ivygomarketing.com. So an unconventional thinker we're going to talk with today and someone I'm sure that can teach us an awful lot about about life and, and about business. So a big welcome today to Simon Steenhurst. Steenholm, sorry. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. You're very welcome, Simon. Really, thank you. So what, you're living in Copenhagen now? Yeah, I live in Copenhagen, north of Copenhagen. So, so are you on Beautiful the place. Are you on the coast? No, uh, Copenhagen is on an island of Schellen, and uh, Copenhagen is on the coast, but my town is in the middle of the island. Oh, right, because it's, I know Copenhagen fairly well. I've been over there a few times, and there's some uh, lovely places to live and, and views by the sea and things like that. I seem to remember. I love Denmark. <laughs> so it's a great place. Very flat, actually, isn't it? Very flat, very green and very flat and very small. <laughs> <laughs> I once got taken to uh, some cliffs in, you probably know where they are in, in Denmark, and uh, with, with great excitement because they, really, they were quite high. I think yeah. it was probably your highest point, I think. It is, uh, Munchklint. Yeah, Munchklint, that's right, yeah, it was nice, nice up there. Um, <laughs> so Simon, uh, why don't you start by telling us about you know your learnings about life and business you know from from that period of school to leaving your business and going traveling at the age of 32 first i would like to say this is the first time i hear somebody tell my own story so first time i listened to my own story that was very fun <laughs> <laughs> you, you did it very well <laughs> it was your story uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, business. Um, when I was in school from I was seven and until 18, uh, as you said, uh, very correct, my life was terrible because I didn't learn anything. I would get into a fight with my teachers and my schoolmates, and uh, I have a terrible 10 years. But um, I get through these 10 years anyway with a little smile on my lips. Because I, I had the feeling that uh, my mind was very positive all the time, even that my surrounding and my life was really bad. For, for some reason, I think it was the sport. I've become very good in football and handball and other things. So uh, I, I get some self-confidence from my sports. And uh, in school and, and, and all these things, I've become really bad uh, reading and uh, math and stuff like that but I was very good in, in thinking and positive thinking so I become very good in, in to be innovative to things about different things and put different things together already in school time so uh, thinking and talking become <laughs> the best thing that I could do so I had the feeling when I was finished with my school that it should be in that area because 
Uh, first of all, I thought I should become a professional football player because I spent all my time playing football and become very good at it. But I was, when I was 18, I, I broke both my feet and legs at the same time. So it stopped my football career very fast. Even I was very talented. But uh, with my positive thinking, <laughs> I come over that very fast also. Um, so it was. So the best thing about the school was, uh, of course, my sport. But uh, I become a very good thinker because I spent a lot of time with myself because I was mobbed and uh, people was after me all the time because I was really bad in everything. So I was very easy to 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 pick on, but uh, nobody could touch my way of thinking. Especially the last two years in school, from when I was uh, 15, 16, and 18, I got some new teachers who teach me about my mental mind and that I can control not what people did or, or say, but what I should think about it. And that hit me really hard, something I could control, not what people did, but what I should think about what people did. So I learned in a very early age about uh, positive thinking and controlling my own thinking and my own feelings. And what's this? What's this? What's this? Do you think? Because you, uh, it sounds like you're an individual who's sort of you know, is innovative and creative, and and maybe the school system doesn't always promote innovation and creativity. It was certainly in my time at school. It was quite a lot about uh, remembering. Yeah, it was. But I. But after my normal ten years in school, uh, my parents and what was and me was offered to go to a special school. It was like a, a test from the Danish government and the, all the teachers. There have been some new teachers in the United States to learn about how to listen to kids. <laughs> in my time in school, you didn't listen to your kids. You just learn and listen and shut up, right? But uh, and even in my time, you could hit the kids. So uh, the teachers really beat me up every day in school. But the new system for the last two years, those teachers was like, how are you, Simon? What do you feel? Why are you not well today? So for the first time in the last two years of my school time, those two extra years was fantastic for me because those teachers really listened to me and talk about these mental things and things that had happened in your life. Uh, how do you feel about it and stuff like that? I was not used to that. So suddenly I, I, I could talk. <laughs> People listened to me. They asked me questions. And that was new for me, and I love it so much. And I say, I'm going to do that. I'm going to ask people questions and listen to them and learn from it. And was there somebody at that time that really you know, inspired you? Oh, yes. Inspired change in you? Was there a particular person? Just somebody who wanted to listen to me was fantastic. And I could respond and say what I want. That was new for me. Fantastic. And was it at that time that people realized that you were bright? Nobody ever thought I was right, even today. But I thought I was right. Having listened, read your um, your CV and uh, got to know you a little bit, I, I have no doubt that you are a very bright man. Okay. <laughs> so you're not going to fool me on that one. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> you have clearly had latent you know, potential that people weren't at that point seeing in you. No, no, but for me. Nobody in my uh, early age, from I was 18 to 22, I was in this shipping business, uh, but I really didn't like it because they were smoking and drinking too much, and uh, uh, it was interesting. Uh, I knew a little bit about the world, traveling around a little bit, but it was not, definitely not something I want. I was always, always thinking about this mind thing, mental thing, 
uh, coaching and stuff like that. So even in those four years in shipping farm, where I was 18 to 22, I read a lot about the mind and the mental thing and what can I control and feelings and stuff like that. So when I was finished with the shipping business as 22, I was really ready uh, for something new, something different. And it was not a normal job. I already know when I was 22, I should work for myself. I should do something for myself. Uh, nobody thought I was clever or I had talent for anything but myself. And that was enough for me. So, so what... what? I mean, you read those books for four years, and there's probably people listening to this thinking, I've been listening to reading self-development books for years, and I'm not a millionaire. How, do you, how did you achieve that level of success in one year? First, I started up my, my, my business first. I was 22 uh, in personal development. I made classes uh, in Denmark uh, in personal development, and there was not so many classes at that time, so I was more or less the first one. So I had uh, big success uh, from the beginning. I thought, who want to listen to a guy 22 years old? But there was nobody else. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, so, so people come, and I was really uh, different in my way of speaking. I was very inspiring, maybe, but uh, I also like to provoke people. And that was uh, okay for people. So I got success very fast uh, within the first months or two or three just as a speaker. I actually had to hire some people, uh, teaching them everything that I could do so I could get more jobs. So I actually had courses, not only keynote speaking, but also courses in personal development. And then uh, I have success very fast, and some of my friends also want to be on their own, to have their own business, but in, in totally different areas about building houses or uh, swimming pools and stuff like that. And they asked me very fast if I want to join them uh, because they think I have a different mindset. I was very open-minded. I could sell everything. So they want me to be a part of their business. And I said, yes, come on, let's do it, anything. And everything I touch, luckily I have success. Mm. And it seemed, I mean, it just seemed to me you have, you have a natural talent around... Um, you know, round, round selling through our conversations. Um, is, is that, uh, you know, what do you think of the you know, kind of qualities that you used at 22 to, that made you different? What were those qualities, apart from the optimistic? The qualities was I was very curious about to make things work. The word innovative is like you take two or three different things that don't normally belong together and you put them together and you create something new. Mm. that I was very good at. Normally in those old days, uh, people was not very creative. They didn't have any fantasy. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. If people say that to me, I will do it. And that was my strength, that I could take things and put it together. Uh, I could pay, put people together who normally don't belong together and make something good out of it. So I have a fantastic imagination already in that time. I could see things that didn't belong together normally. But if I could see things and it, it works in my mind, I could also do it. Mm. And I was very good in just keep on pushing, keep on pushing. Especially when people say, Simon, this you cannot do. This is too stupid an idea. If somebody say that, <laughs> I'm going to prove something else. <laughs> there's a, there's a so it was a whole uh, mind mentality 
uh, if people provoke me and say that's not possible, I'm going to show you it's possible. <laughs> I read a great quote that stuck with me once, talking about ideas that uh, are also are looking for a home. Yeah. Uh, so you know, sometimes if you get an idea, it's maybe come to you for a reason. And yeah. if, I don't know if you feel that was the case, that it was coming to you, because other people wouldn't take the idea seriously, but you were able to follow it through. Yeah, but because I have this mindset, uh, Chris, because I have a good idea, I don't expect that you think it should be a good idea. But it will not stop me. Mm. Mm. Right? So there was a lot of people. When you have a good idea and you tell it to people, they say, no, it don't work. But they don't know what you know. I have sit with these ideas for weeks or a month and created it in my, my, my mind. And when I tell it to people, they only have it for two seconds and they say, no, it don't work. So I don't expect that you also think it's a good idea but it will not stop me because you think something else. Because you have the quality of your conviction. Yeah, because when I get an idea, uh, I, I really build up the most important thing, motivation. It's the whole motivation thing that I'm extremely good at. So if I want to do something, I get so motivated that nobody can stop me. Yes, yes. And then I find out what is motivation. That motivation is something that I create within myself. That makes me unstoppable. Mm. So the word motivation has probably been the most important thing in my life. Yes, I, se- I sense that quality in you. So, so by the by the age of sort of thirty two, you've you've been through a number of different businesses and you've made a lot of money. Oh yes, but I also did something else. <laughs> what was that? For those ten years, I had business success, but my private life, I really fucked it up. Uh, I partied too much. Uh, I've become a very arrogant, stupid asshole in the same time, party and girls and showing off all the time. So even I, I spend a lot of time telling people how to live a good life. I forgot to do it myself. Mm, so you, were, you weren't congruent? No, definitely not. <laughs> I really feel bad about myself, uh, even now when I think about it. I'm 56 today, right? Oh, c- congratulations. Uh, Happy birthday. No, not today. Not, I'm, I don't have birthday today. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> oh, well, congratulations anyway. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I mean, how did your how did your family relate to you at that time? I mean, if they obviously didn't think you had a huge amount of talent, and then you go and make a lot of money. Who? My parents? They, your family? Yeah. Oh, they. I have uh, some very nice family, but they are like. I have this word. Some people like to find mistakes. So in Denmark, we have this people who say five, five mistakes. Do you know those people who just look for mistakes all the time? Oh, absolutely, yes. Oh, yes. That's my family. I love them a lot, but they'll really look to look for the mistakes. So even I have success, they were looking for the mistakes all the time. Yes. So no, I don't get any support from them at all. Every time I did something, they were looking for the dark side all the time. So I never really went to them at that time. I, I really kept for myself. That's I didn't get any support or any praise or anything at all. Uh, so I keep it for myself. And sometimes those people who are close to you aren't the best people to give you advice. No. <laughs> we're going to go to commercial break now. And after the break, we're going to find out more about uh, about uh, the, the amazing life story of Simon and also you know, more of the thoughts, get more into understanding you know, his thoughts and uh, 
and skills and maybe how we can apply some of those ideas in our business. So we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential chris cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the achiever program one-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Do you, like most Americans, spend the majority of your life at work? Are you making it the joy that it deserves to be, or are you feeling drained and unfocused? Tune in to A Great Place to Work with hosts Kurt Kaufman and Dr. Kathy Sorensen. Your hosts have more than 30 years of experience in workplace consulting and are ready to bring you the secrets and success stories of businesses who are making their business a great place to work. Listen every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy a better workplace and a better life. Engage with Andy Bush takes you inside the mind of a top global market and public policy analyst who has been featured regularly on CNBC, Yahoo Finance, and numerous radio and television programs. Our program will bring you guests and stories from the top of the political and business worlds. Each show includes Andy's point of view roundup and what it means for you at home. Life's complicated. Let Andy help you figure it out. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, I'm Chris Cooper. I'm back here with Simon Steenholm. We're talking about uh, Simon's kind of story and the things that we can we can learn from it. Um, so, I mean, Simon, you, you you got to 32 and your lifestyle uh, wasn't where you wanted it to be, um, no. but you made a decision at that point to leave it all behind. What what triggered that decision? Oh, I think with those 10 years from I was 22 to 32 when I really have a bad attitude in the same time and I, I, I have success with business, but my private life was really bad. I think that every day my mind told me that I should make it better, improve it, and, and, and nothing happened. So I postpone it all the time. And when you postpone something every day for 10 years, so suddenly it's enough. It's blowing up in your face, right? And that's what I feel it happened to me. Uh, I also ended up in the hospital with stress and frustration and uh, not enough sleep and uh, too much drugs inside me. So uh, I have a wake-up call. So I, I also knew that I have to improve myself. I was really on the bad track. So I knew it, but I just postponed it every day for 10 years. So... Uh, 
in the job in the hospital and start thinking and, and, and thinking about your life and who are you? Are you the, really the one you want to be? Uh, all those questions was banging inside my head. And when I was lying inside the hospital for, for, for months to recover myself, uh, it really hit me. I need to do something now. So I was really deep down. And uh, I had to admit to myself, I had dig a big black hole for myself. Uh, and I was even a, a, a bad asshole in the same time and really not a nice person. I have to admit that to myself. Maybe other people saw me as a, a inspiring, a nice person, but that's not how I felt myself. So, so this conflict within me was also really bad. So I made this decision. It's now or never. I want to improve myself. <laughs> I think many people have, have said that to themselves. Now I'm going to change. Now I'm going to improve myself. And I have done that also, but nothing happened. But this time I could feel it was different. So I made the decision. And I was really motivated after many months in the hospital, thinking and thinking and thinking. But I also had this, I'm going to improve myself. If not, uh, I'm really going to live a bad life or maybe even die of it. Uh, and I, I didn't want to do that. So uh, I knew that I'm going to spend some time. Because when you want to improve yourself, you need to spend time. Sometimes we spend too less time, too little time, if we want to improve ourselves. So I said, I'm going to take a year off and look myself in the mirror and improve myself physically and mind-wise. One year. That was my plan. I also planned that it could not be in Denmark. I have to get out of Denmark. But sometimes if you are in the same place at the same time you want to improve yourself, you can get dragged back to the same position again because it's the same people you are seeing, you're doing the same thing, and you're thinking the same way. So you can be dragged back to the same race again, and I didn't want to do that. So I took a year off, and I sold everything that I have. And was uh, the plan was I should take a year around the world when I was looking myself in the mirror and improve my life. But as you said before, it took more than one year. It took more than three years, actually. <laughs> so, you, so you spent you spent three years um, traveling, and then then you ended up in Borneo. Was that? The and then I ended up in Borneo. But even those three years, uh, I really have a bad time. <laughs> I, I postponed it again. There was a lot of parties around the world. Uh, all the people I ran into. So one more time tomorrow I do it. Next week I do it. Next month I do it. So I postpone again. So I guess you, I guess you had a lot of lot of money, which is probably not the usual oh, yes. the usual backpacker. Yeah, I, I I was really money on my pocket, so I have no problem with that. But but you ended up with a tribe in Borneo. Yeah. And uh, you know what what was life? How did you end up there? And what was life like? But I ended up there because there was no else to go. It was one of the last places on earth that I haven't put my foot yet. So when I ended up there, uh, I, I have some guides who, who we were tracking inside in the middle of the island of Borneo. And they also told me in there we could have the risk to meet people who was called the longhouse people or the headhunters. They were used to cut people's head off. And uh, I said, interesting, <laughs> let's go and visit them. But... After two weeks in the jungle, we, I met those people, and they have not met white people before, but they were so nice. They were so cool to be with. So I stayed with them for three weeks to start with and, and have a fantastic experience. And I had this feeling that if I could stay with those people for a little bit longer, I would be a better person because I need some inspiration to become a better person 
And they were fantastic in being people with themselves and with each other. So uh, I stayed there for a little bit longer than three weeks. Was it was eight years, wasn't it? It was eight years. <laughs> it was a little bit longer than three weeks. <laughs> a little bit longer. Uh, when we are in a place like that, uh, for me, I just love it so much. And one day, I take my watch off. Suddenly, after three months, I forgot about time. I mean, that's just an incredible place to end up. I mean, presumably, they didn't speak your language for a start. No, absolutely not. Uh, they speak Bahasa, a little mix of Malaysian and Indonesia. I knew a little bit, but the body language is the same all over the world. So, uh, and, and, and they only have like four, five hundred words in the language, so it was easy to learn. Oh, really? Oh, yes. In Denmark, we have 8,000 words. Over there, they have only four or five hundred. Wow. They have only one, one word for later. Which for, for time, right? Yeah. They have only one word for time, and that's later. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so what? Um, I mean, what did you discover about yourself there? What, what were the key lessons that um, you, know, you discovered that could maybe help others? Oh yeah, the, the key. I need to be more open and curious how life can be thought in your mind and lived out. It's not all the ways the way I think it should be. I don't want to be the clever one every more. I want to step back and just get inspired how other people do it. That was my first point. Instead of being clever in forehand, no, no, no. I'm going to open up my mind and, and my heart and just let it in how other people can do it. So that is the first thing I invite my mind and my heart to be very open-minded and curious about how do other people think and become a nice person, right? Because they are so nice to each other. And I said, how do you become so nice? Why don't you get frustrated? Why don't you get stressed? He cut off two of your fingers and you're still smiling. What happened? <laughs> so I, I was really curious. How did those people become so nice to each other? And, and to understand that, you have to allow yourself to be very open and curious. So that was the first lesson I gave myself. And the next lesson was... When you train yourself in anything, you become better. Agree? Agreed. Yeah. And I find out that they really exercise every day to be a nice person. Mm. So they were very conscious about, what should I train myself in? I have to smile some more. Okay. I have to train in that. Because if I don't train, nothing happened. So if I want to be a person who prays and recognizes other people, if I'm missing that in my life, I just have to train it. And that was the next thing I put on my notebook to become a better person. It was uh, not only to be open and, and curious and to be conscious about who I want. It was training, 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 training. In school time, from when I was 7 to 17, I was very good in football. And why was I good in football? I was training every day for 4 to 6 hours, so of course I become better. For 10 years, I was a very bad person from when I was 22 to 32, I was the F word, bad person, right? <laughs> and I was that because I exercised to be a bad person every day. So every time you exercise, you become better. You can come, become better in anything you want. You just have to train. You can also uh, train yourself in being a negative person. Anything you train yourself, you become better. 
Yes. yes. So people, yeah, people, um, you can pick up with people when you meet them, can't you? <laughs> so some of the areas um, that they train themselves in as um, as habits. Yeah. Like I was a nice person when I was 22 to 32 also, but it was a cover, it was a fake, right? You understand what I mean? Yeah, well, I do because you were kind of you were saying one thing to other people about li- leading a great life, and then yes. actually, people thought I was an angel, right? And very inspiring. They gave me a lot of money to have courses and classes and to be a keynote speaker. Uh, but I was fake, mm, and you, they were real. <laughs> you had you had good intentions, but your behavior wasn't uh, no. reflecting it. No, I was really bad. Even now, just thinking about it, I feel bad. So, so tell us a little bit about you. You became a single parent, and there's quite a, oh, yes. a fascinating story while you were there. So, I mean, what did becoming a father? I just very briefly met your son yeah. uh, over the internet. Um, That's another story in the story. Um, I there was a girl out there. <laughs> she was promised away to another man, but one evening it went wrong. He was not there, and he was out hunting. And I was back in the longhouse, and. Uh, um, we're having a party and, and we get a little bit too close to each other and it ended up that she had this baby nine months later. <laughs> it was like, oops. And uh, I was supposed to be a daddy and she was promised away to this other man and they get married later. And uh, But I, suddenly I, I have a son all my for myself and uh, she become a daddy. And, and that really clicked in my head that suddenly I was a daddy. I never saw that coming. No, but it really clicked my head and say now, now Simon, you have to take a step now. Now you can really show who you want to be. So I decided before I got this baby that I will be the best daddy. I will never scold or get angry or get frustrated with my kids at all. So that was my decision. And that was a really, it's a really fascinating philosophy. I, I was yeah. I, only last week I was mentoring a call a number of business people in a, yeah. in a group conference call that I do. And we were talking about what's the kind of number one issue that people wanted to talk about. And interestingly, the issue that came through was how to keep calm and relaxed with their kids when they were having challenges. And we could all all relate to that in a certain way. So we were talking about that. And, and I actually mentioned you in that call. You know, how do you, how do you always keep yourself calm and relaxed? And how do you apply that to parenting? I decided, when I look at those people, they were really calm and relaxed. And they exercised it. They actually talked about it every day. How can we tomorrow in this situation be more calm, be more relaxed? They talked about it and they exercised it. They talked about it, they exercised it. So I said, I want to be like them because I read something some long time ago. I'm going to be a pack leader. When you are daddy, you are a pack leader for your family, right? And and I, I read that the the best thing about a pack leader is that he's relaxed and calm. I said I'm going to be relaxed and calm because I'm going to have a lot of problem in the future. But if I program my mind to be relaxed and calm, when all those bad things gonna happen, right? <laughs> so I'm going to train myself to be calm and relaxed, calm and relaxed, knowing in the future a lot of problem would happen. For me, as a daddy, as a person, and business, and future, and other relationship. But from now on, I'm going to be calm and relaxed. So it's just a question about 
to have a lifestyle, to have this attitude. This is wanna, who I want to be. When I know in the future there will be a lot of mountain to climb, a lot of problems, I know that it will come. Whatever attitude I have, whatever life I'm living, I will have problem in the future. But I can already now tell myself how am I going to deal with it in a, in a mind-wise way. So I'm going to be calm and relaxed, calm and relaxed. I exercised that for a very long time, and I felt I become more calm and relaxed. And the good thing about it, it has a domino effect. When you are calm and relaxed, I also find out I'm more positive, I'm more open-minded, I'm more flexible, and all those other things coming all by itself when you're calm and relaxed. So, so uh, I'm thinking here. You know, you had this experience where you you spent eight years in a Bornean jungle, yeah, with, with a lot of time probably to think about yourself and practice being calm and relaxed. What do you recommend? A busy people who maybe struggle to get. You know, oh, had Chris, don't misunderstand. The life out there is the most stressful life you can ever have. Really, people. Average year is uh, 38 years old. They are so pushed and stressed and, and fighting for survival every day. Every day. So they are so pushed and stressed every day. So uh, much more than we are here. Yeah. But they exercise to be calm and relax. Because they know that they are so pushed and so stressed every day. So to get through the life, we have to be calm and relax. So that's their. We have to get the best out of it all the time. So that's their strategy. Strategy to handle that is that is that um, being stressed, you know, due to logging and those sorts of things. Or is it stress? Is because they are dying of nothing, right? Stress because they have to go out and 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 supply themselves and hunt all the time. Yes. Stress because you have to defend your area from other tribes. But still, they are calm and relaxed. Still, they have time to praise and recognize each other. Still, they are always open. What can I do for you? How can I help you? All the time. So they train themselves to be nice people, to be a nice person. Because they know their life is very stressful. But if you allow yourself to be stressful and talk about it all the time, like we do here in Denmark or in Europe... Everybody talk about stress. Everybody have focus on things that they don't want. Those people out there, they knew they had problem and they were stressed and they were not going to live so long. So we're going to have the best time out of it. Mm. That was fantastic. What a great philosophy. Well, we're going to go to commercial break again now. So we'll be back with you again in, in just a couple of minutes to uh, learn a bit more and uh, start to learn about some of the top tips that um, Simon has for growing businesses so we'll be back with you in just a couple of minutes we're always talking business talk to an expert call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. 
one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Are the challenges of economic uncertainty and the pressures of global competition wreaking havoc on your company strategy? To succeed in today's fast-paced, high-tech business landscape, companies must continually adapt while driving innovation and exploiting new opportunities. Listen for Quantum Business Insights with host Olivia Parr-Rudd. Our guests will include thought leaders from around the world discussing and exploring the concepts that will move companies forward in these uncertain times. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Simon Steenholm, and we're talking about uh, uh, Simon's experiences in Borneo. And Simon, uh, there was a point in time that you decided to leave. I mean, how did, how did that happen, and why did you move on? <laughs> yeah, I stayed out there, for, as I told you, for, for eight years, and that was a very long time. Why I stayed there for so long time, I have no idea. Uh, but when Morden was, uh, my son was... Five and a half years old, I decided to go, and uh, the tribe uh, actually wonder why I stayed there for so long time. So, but but we went off, and uh, we are visiting the Borneo jungle every year, sometimes twice a year. Martin is twenty years old today, and he have uh, just have two years off from school and uh, education, and he have of course been out and visit the the tribe. Uh, Morten's mother and is married to another local guy, and uh, they have two kids. So Morten have two half brothers out there, and uh, and then we come back. But uh, to come back to to Denmark and Europe, of course, it was a culture shock. I thought it was a culture shock to live in Borneo with this tribe, but to go home to the Western tribes was even a bigger culture shock. And to fit and fit back in and fit back in uh, with my new mindset. But I like challenge, so I said, I'm going to use my new mindset to fit into the Western world. Uh, I, I have also some ideas uh, about going back to, to my old life, but not my old lifestyle. But I, I like the work with people and the mindset and coaching and training. So I, I, I'm going to do that again, I said, but with my new way of thinking. So, so you did that with your new way of thinking, and you set up, was it some laughter clubs and some... It was all kind of thing. First, I just become a keynote speaker again, uh, as I was before, uh, but now with my new story, with uh, my world travel and uh, the time with the Indian, suddenly that was very interesting for people to hear. Uh, so I got a lot of jobs that way, and uh, then I started laughing club, um, I was to a, a time with my parents in their house, in their apartment. Uh, we were a lot of people. We were supposed to have a nice time, but 
people didn't laugh so much. But suddenly my mom, she ended up on the floor. She fall. <laughs> uh, she didn't hurt herself, but she fall down and, and she, bec- she started laughing, right? And she really laughed and laughed and laughed and it affected my sister and she started laughing. And we were 28 people in the, the room at that time. And suddenly we were all laughing. <laughs> we didn't know why we laughed, but we laughed for half an hour. And it was killing us, right? And I said, fantastic. We don't have to tell stories or make jokes anymore. I just want my mom and sister to laugh. And then we were all laughing. So this was how Laughing Club was starting. Uh, so one day I, I, I collect 30,000 people in the Times Square in, in Copenhagen for the first Laughing Club in Denmark. Wow. There was TV on and even... Uh, CNN was on, and uh, now there are 200 laughing clubs in Denmark. I've been invited out in 45 different countries in the world and opened up a laughing club. And the only reason was my mom, she fell and hit herself and started laughing. <laughs> How amazing. So, so. Yeah. But the amazing point to, to get into to this mindset, when I want to open up uh, laughing clubs and I want to make this event in the uh, Times Square in Copenhagen, I ask people if they want to help me, and they say, are you crazy? We cannot make people just laugh at nothing. But again, my motivation was so big that I didn't care that people turn it down. Because I have seen in my mind, in my motivation, that there will show up a lot of people and I will have success. So nobody could stop me. Even everybody say, don't go, don't do it. You are crazy. <laughs> they were laughing at you. Yeah, they were actually laughing at me. <laughs> the wrong way of laughing, right? So, and did you actually make? Do you actually make money out of laughing? Laughter? Oh, not at the beginning, not at all. But uh, later, there were companies who hired me, and I will do it for free. But they say, no, 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 we pay you. Okay. <laughs> so, so, you, so I went out and talk about uh, humor and laughing and uh, it, the good effect it have out in the business world for, for people because we are too serious, mm. much more too serious. So you then went up. You went and set up the Mind Fitness Center, and and you had your first big failure by the sounds of it. Oh yeah, uh, because I want to go big suddenly, right? Um, so so I make my own first Mind Fitness Center, where I invite a lot of speakers in a big uh, hall and a lot of. Uh, it, it was a big setup, right? But it was too big, and I lost a lot of money. So I failed, yes, but never mind. Up on the horse again. Because <laughs> you've got you to fill the seats because also you've got the room costs and you're paying the speakers. I don't mind failing, Chris. For me, failing is not failing. For me, failing is it's, never mind. I learned something. We have to enjoy We have to do it a little bit different and then we go for it again. Well, I think you, you often learn more in those situations, don't you? I mean, I think it is, it is something that... Uh, you know, we have to we have to learn to get over quickly and, and celebrate and it depends what you connect failing with. I don't connect failing with something bad. For me it's I learn something every time. Mm. You do, but you lost money that time. But then you went, I, I, oh, a lot, a lot. Lost everything. Big time. And then you then you decided to go back to Malaysia and set up a travel company. Yeah, I went out to Malaysia. I, I was back in Denmark for about six years, and uh, everything was fine, and I lost everything, <laughs> and it was still fine. <laughs> and then I have a new wife from uh, Brazil, and we decided to go to Malaysia to, to visit Morton's country, and she could see our background. And uh, But I didn't go out to the jungle. I stay in the modern town in, in Borneo, 
and where I make a travel agency. I even make a art dealing, uh, export, import of different things. So my entrepreneurship was growing inside me again. <laughs> and everything was fine. It was fantastic. So if you were to give some you know, top tips from your your experiences, you seem to have uh, you know, grown business and made money quick in certain times in your life and had, had some great success. What would those top tips be? Motivation. Find out what you want and don't any, let anything stop you because when you are motivated and you are motivated so the hair is rising on your arms and on your neck when you think about it, this is motivation, right? It cannot just be small motivation. It, you will be easy to push around. The motivation is that you cannot sleep and you are so excited and every day. So I, I exercise my motivation every day. Very important. And, and, and the next thing is to focus on it, to stay focused. And focus means that you have to advertise about your idea every day. For, for example, Coca-Cola is very good to make you focus on their product, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that is what focus is all about. So if you want to do something, tell it to everybody. Skype it. Uh, Facebook it. Twitter it. Mail it. Call people. Tell it to everybody what it is that you want. Yes. So it's not because everybody has to know it. It's because when you tell it to everybody, you're actually programming it in your mind. And that's the most powerful thing because your whole life is dependent on your subconscious mind. What you program yourself. And if I start and continue telling people of what I want, how I want it, when I want it, I actually remind myself the way I'm going. And if I'm very motivated in the same time and I focus on it and I advertise about it, it, it cannot stop you. So motivation and focus by advertising about it is the two main things that I have learned to have success in life. And that, the nice thing about that is that is, uh, it's a simple thing to remember, isn't it? It's so simple. If I, for example, if I want to quit smoking, if I want to have success with it, I have to tell it to everybody. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to quit smoking. Did you know I'm going to quit smoking? I will tell it to everybody all the time. But people don't do it because they say, what happened if I fail? Yes. So I'm not going to tell it to anybody. Yes. I want to run every Monday and Wednesday, but I'm not going to tell it to anybody. What if I fail? If it was me who decided to run every Monday and Wednesday, I'm going to tell it to everybody, 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 again and again and again and again. On Facebook, on Twitter, on telephone, on small notes and face to face, I'm going to tell them again and again and again because I know I'm telling it to my mind. And then it will happen. And you're also putting in place a, an accountability strategy, aren't you? Because sometimes if we just decide we're going to do something uh, we'll wiggle out of it. But if we tell lots of people, it puts that extra pressure on us. Of course. That we're letting other people down. I will not call it pressure. pressure. I will call it, I remind my mind to remind me. <laughs> yes. Right? So it's, it's like I'm installing, I'm going to do this, and nothing going to stop me. Yes, I'm actually writing a, a book on this at the moment, and uh, we, you know, we call that uh, creating compelling reasons. Oh, yeah. You know, re reasons to act. 
that mean that you won't wiggle out of what you need to do. So tell, tell us um, about ivygo.com because this is your latest venture. I mean, what is it? iVigo is a platform, it's a website, it's a service where paying members can go in and, and have an expert, expert panel ready for them because I think it's very good to go to a coach, to a mentor, somebody who can invite, uh, advise you and inspire you, but it's very expensive. <laughs> so I have created this website and there's a lot of speakers, keynotes, speakers, coaches, trainers, mentors that is available for the members. So the members can write in with their own trouble or problem or challenge and the speaker panel will answer with videos. So that is the closest you can get to real coaching. Without paying a, paying a lot of money? Without paying uh, thousands of krona or pounds or dollars. It, it's a worldwide concept. So it's in English, it's in Danish, it will be in German, in Brazilian, in Portuguese, in all kinds of languages. So, so what you're going to do is you, you've got the one that you've set up at the moment, which I, I'm now part of. Um, yeah. that, that's that's English speaking. Uh, you, you're then looking in the different markets for people who who speak that language, are you going to quit other sites? Is that the case? or That's the case, yes. So if, if the speaker panel in English, some of them, if they also speak Spanish or German or Portuguese, they are allowed to be a speaker in that country's uh, website also, of course. Mm. And, and so people will get access to uh, to video tips and you know video there will already be yeah. videos there because all the speakers will uh, make videos uh, on request so those videos will be seen by everybody all the members will be asked for uh, recommendation or advice anonymously but everybody will see the videos so that resource- so there was already al- always been new contents uh, in the website so that resource builds up and builds up exactly I, I just remember from my time, for me to become a better person is because I have been curious about how did you do it? How did you do it? So giving other people, uh, so telling my story could inspire other people. Absolutely. And there, was, there was a really interesting, you know, I had a fascinating conversation with a guest a couple of weeks ago, Marshall Thurber, after the show. And he was talking to me about a, a, you know, the concept in life that he adopts. And, and uh, this is a man with a lot of wealth and, and influence many very successful people around the world. And he was saying, you know, one of the keys is to be, uh, to be interested in other people as opposed to trying to, and putting and putting your energy into being interesting. Oh yes. You know, most people on social media and things are trying to look interesting to attract people, but actually being interested and, you know, caring and responding to people's videos, like you're suggesting with Ivy go, um, is, uh, you know, a very important kind of success strategy, really, but also a very nice way to be. Exactly. So, so Ivigo is there all the time. So when you need inspiration, you can go on Ivigo. It's unique because you have those 20, 30 speakers waiting for you with your challenge, with your problem. And uh, I have another angle to it. Uh, I think that economy today is is such a big subject that it has to have a place also. So uh, I choose to use uh, network marketing to promote it. Uh, so when people, if they like it and they promote it to other people, I will actually give them some bonus for it. Yes, yeah, so they, they, they learn and, and 
can gain some money out. So actually what you're doing is you, people sign up, they get great content, but also they have the opportunity there to develop their own, own revenue stream out of it. Their own business, yes. Yeah. Of course. I think it's a fantastic idea. I think it's, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's unique. Nobody has ever done it before. Brilliant. So what? Um, uh, thank you for telling us about that. And that's um, uh, Ivigo, which I-V-I-G-G-O.com. And uh, just really like to ask you, you've got one minute left. What are the final messages you'd like to leave us with today? Oh, I can only say what I remind myself of all the time. I'm the person the way I'm thinking. If I want something to happen, I have to think it myself. Nothing happens by itself unless I make it happen. Yeah. That, that must be it. Well, on that note... Um, thank you for uh, for today and uh, helping me make today happen. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I hope you've enjoyed being on the show today. Thank um, you. And uh, if you want to find out more information on Simon, go to ivygo.com and ivygomarketing.com. If any questions or feedback, um, please send them to me at chris at bemoreachievemore.com. If you want to be in my kind of network um, with regards to ivygo, uh, you can drop me an email as well and I'll help you through that process. So thank you very much again, Simon Steenholm, and I look forward to speaking to you all again very soon. Chris. Thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, typically 4 p.m. London on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week.